Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Becca's World for another episode of The Blind View. And here's your host, Rebecca Meadows, with guest Tamar and Sailor. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us today for a live episode of The Blind View. Um, we have several topics that we're going to be tackling today. Um, first of all, how are you guys, Sailor and Tamar? Doing well, doing well. I'm uh, here um, just at home, and in about an hour, I'm going to go over to a good friend's house, and I'm going to feature her on my podcast today. So, But before that, it's good to be here with you. Great. And how about you, Tamara? What are you up to? I'm great. I'm actually um, just, you know, taking the day off and I'm just enjoying my uh, day and relaxing. I'm not doing much. I'm, um, you know, I have work tomorrow and just looking forward to tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, okay. uh, you know, taking the day um, off, exercising, uh, uh, doing some mindfulness, um, you know, um, just, you know, relaxing. <laughs> but it sounds like you're taking care of yourself, though, Tamara, and that's important to take exactly. care of your mind and your, you know, keep the peace in your mind and your soul, right? Exactly. Um, you know, that's how, um, you know, um, that's how I try to, um, you know, keep my mind um, relaxed and keep my body, ref- ref- you know, refreshed. And, um, uh-huh. um, you know, that's how my Apple Watch uh, keeps me, um, um, you know, on top of it, <laughs> you can say. Oh, that's great. That's great, Tamara. Yep. Um, so, guys, let's get started on our topics because I have several topics today that I want to discuss. And the first thing we're going to start with is what's gone, what went on. I mean, we already talked about the raid that went on on President Trump's private residence recently, but now they're talking about um, whether or not the affidavit that led to the raid on President Trump's house should be released to the public. And should it be released in its fullness or should it be released uh, in a redacted format of some kind, right? And I personally feel like the American people, the public, in, and President Trump as the target of the raid, are, we're all entitled to see that affidavit in its full unredacted form. Because this raid on President Trump, President Trump's home was, an, was a, an attack on President Trump and his family and their privacy. But it was also an attack on the American public overall, because a lot of us voted for President Trump and believe in President Trump, right? Right. And so I feel like this was an attack on all of us. And so, and, um, and another thing is, I feel like, so by them raiding President Trump's home and putting out there a list of stuff that they were looking for, what they've done is they've tainted the public's perception of President Trump and his his friends and team, right, by insinuating that they are involved in espionage and and like war crimes against our government and and against our people and our country, 
And the way they're doing this is by these insinuations, by just putting it out there, like, you know, releasing that part of it. But because they won't release the the affidavit that led to the the raid in the first place, it's like they're only releasing half of the truth here. And they need to release the fully unredacted affidavit for the American uh-huh. public to read. Um, and that, in my mind, in my heart, that's the only way they'll make this American voter feel comfortable that they are truly seeking justice here and that they were not just um, attacking our president once again and and also trying to cause more um, deception and confusion in the American citizens' minds regarding President Trump. Because there's, like I said, there's a lot of falsehoods. You're like, like where I come from, like when I when I was fighting all that stuff up in Montana, I was dealing with a lot of ignorant people. People who, yeah, most of them, a lot of them graduated from high school, but a lot of them didn't even graduate from high school, right? And, and they, but they were a picture of the American people, right? And up there, I was dealing with people who didn't have all the evidence, but they didn't realize it because with their eyes, they saw a woman who was blind and brain brain injured, and they thought, "Hey, she needs protection. She needs to be taken care of." And instead of looking at what the law said, they just violated my rights and took all my rights away for those fifteen years, right? And and. Right now, that's like what they're doing to President Trump. They're violating his rights and they're not being clear with the American people, right? Just like all those lawyers and stuff were not being clear with the judge about what was going on. I had to make it clear to the judge what was going on. And that's why when I spoke up through my lawyer, because I'm the one I gave my lawyer the information, but when I spoke up through my lawyer in 2012 and pointed out to the judge that yes, Maybe I made a, a bad decision occasionally. And yes, maybe I was overdrawn in my checkbook occasionally. And, and yes, maybe occasionally I dated a guy that was a jerk and that wasn't good for me. But that didn't mean that they had any right to violate my constitutional rights. That didn't mean they had a right to take my property away, which they had done. That didn't mean that they had a right to take away my, my freedom of expression, which they had done. That didn't mean they had a right to take away my freedom of, of you know, um, what is it? Um, what is the what does the Constitution say? Um, we are all created in the image of God, and we have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They took away my ability to for the pursuit of happiness is what they did, right? Exactly. And and that's mm-hmm. like what's going on here, right? They're violating President Trump's rights and all of America's rights in a way that by by trying to the you know skew our perception of the situation, right? Like I said, they're throwing all this stuff out there to be like, oh, wait, is that why the FBI is investigating former President Trump? Because he's been involved in espionage? Well, okay, then then it's probably okay. Because those people are what what, uh, Rush Limbaugh Limbaugh used to call low information voters. They hear something like that and they think it's all above board. But if you look deeper at the history here, and the history of what President Trump has always done, and the history of what these Democrats have always done, you'll see who's most likely telling the truth. And then if you look deeper and deeper, you will definitely see who is telling the truth, right? And and when I say the Democrats, I'm talking about Joe Biden and his administration. And when I talk about Joe Biden and his administration, that includes this 
this Justice Department that this fraudulent FBI is part of. This joke that we have of an FBI right now. Um, but that was one of the things I wanted to talk about is I, as an American citizen, I demand that the FBI release the fully unre unredacted, um, uh, what is it? Ah, um, affidavit in this, because we have a right to know, just like President Trump has a right to know who's saying things out there about him to cause this to happen to him and his family, to cause the FBI to raid his home in the fashion that they did. And so, yeah, and 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 another thing, um, by asking for more information, that just proves that, or for, by asking for information to be released to the public, right, that just proves that President Trump doesn't have anything to hide. But by by refusing to immediately release the fully redacted affidavit when it was first requested, and now talking about trying to redact parts of it before it's released to the public, that just shows you that our FBI and our justice system, our, our justice uh, department and this White House have a lot to hide. And you guys better remember that because stuff is gonna look get really nasty in the coming months, just like it has been over the last few years. Um, but I, I believe that when it's all said and done, President Trump and the good guys will stand, right? Because like evil, evil is always doomed to die, right? Um, what was I going to say about that earlier? I had something I wanted to say about that. Oh, it says in the Bible, do not be, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And that's what we'll do here in America. We're, we're not going to overcome this evil that they're put, putting on us by continuing to, to be e mean back, right? We just have to be extra good. We have to be extra kind, extra loving, extra honest, extra hardworking, extra devoted, extra dedicated to, to our, our American beliefs, our founding doctrines and stuff, right? The, the fact that we believe in this country that all men were created equally and that all men have the right to, to the pursuit of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness in this country, right? And, and so I just want to reinforce that for you guys because during the coming months and the, possibly the coming years, depending on how long we've got these Democrats in, our, in our control of our stuff, right? Um, things can get really, really bad. And it's important that you guys remember our, our founding principles in this country. We are Americans and we have done amazing things in this country. We put Neil Armstrong on the moon. We've, I don't know, we've, we've done lots of great things in this country. We've got the best education system in the world. We've got the best healthcare system in the world. We've got the best human rights um, in the world, you know, the best place for human rights in the world. We've got the, the, the best country in the world for people to pull themselves up from nothing to be somebody. And I'm a perfect example of that, you guys. And that's why I love my country so much. And I'll speak until my dying breath about how much I love my country and how, what a great country this is, you know, to, to, um, to like, to, um, in order to dilute all the crap that the Democrats are doing, because the only way we're going to dilute all the neg all their negativity and all the bad stuff they're doing is by pouring all the more truth and love 
and and you know stuff into our country and into our communities and into our lives and stuff um and and so i really hope you guys are listening to what i'm saying and i hope you're reading my books because this is exactly what i've been writing about in my books um and so um let's take a quick commercial break and then we'll come back hey everybody i wanted to share with you the great news that you can now get all three of my books on digital download audible or amazon print on demand or on audible you can get my first book because you're blind which is the story of how i woke up in 1989 at the age of 12 years old totally blind severely brain injured severely brain injured and paralyzed on the left side of my body and overcame that and a lot of other stuff. And then my second book, Changing My Perspective, is the story of how I overcame a lot of trauma that I was feeling the day I walked out of court on January 25th, 2012, after escaping from that illegal guardianship I was locked under for 15 years in the state of Montana. And then you can also get my latest book, Metamorphosis, which is my first fiction book. In this book, there are six short stories, each of them about a different blind character that overcomes a lot of obstacles in her life. And it kind of ties into my own experiences, but I teach a lot in this book about how I overcame everything that I've overcome. And so I really encourage my readers to check it out. And I've gone out of my way to make all three of my books accessible to everybody. So please check them out. And if you could do me the favor of going up to Amazon and writing a review, I would really appreciate it. Um, and you can email me at info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com if you want to get more information. And now back to the show. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for staying with us. Gina, would you read our list of topics to us real quick that we have left, our list that we have left? Yep. Hold on a second. Okay. So did you talk about the Fresh Prince of San Fran yet? Oh, what? So yeah, what is his first name? So I wanted to talk about the Fresh Prince of San Fran, guys. And for, I haven't had a chance to run this by Tamara and Sailor yet. So let me tell you guys what I'm talking about. I'm talking mm -hmm. about Nancy Pelosi's son. Um, but what is his first name, Gino? Can you remind us of his first name? Uh, let me look it up. Hold on a second. Pelosi's no good, y'all. What? Pelosi is no good. The, the, the Pelosi's plural. It's uh, Paul. Uh, his, his, his name is Paul Jr. Oh, yeah. Paul Pelosi Jr. Um, so, Tamar and Sailor, have you guys heard it? about any of the activities that Paul Pelosi Jr. has been engaging in? No. Uh, not really, no. Well, you but guys I'm not. I'm not a fan. So you guys remember how Joe Biden's son, Hunter, was going overseas with him on his private jet for business dealings? And, and while his son, Hunter, was over there, he was having... Uh, his own private dealings with the Chinese and stuff and how the Chinese were paying him billions of dollars and stuff. Well, for some reason, the Fresh Prince of San Fran has been accompanying his mother on similar trips to similar locations. Oh. And, 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 and this young man, 
from what I understand, also has a checkered past similar to Hunter Biden's involving a lot of drug use and womanizing and, and you know, basically doing irresponsible stuff and not taking responsibility for his actions and not being a mature young man, you know, and, 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 and taking advantage of young girls and stuff. Um, so anyway, um, but do you know what, there were some other things on my list, wasn't there? Yeah. Did you talk about zero inflation? Oh, no. Yeah. So, so are, you guys know about the inflation that's going on. Last it, last figure I heard was something like nine point six percent. I think we're mm -hmm. at now. It's been yeah. the highest in four years. Yeah, last yeah. month. Last month. Last month, Joe Biden said, "Quote: We have zero inflation." That's false. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, he's lying. He's lying to the American people. Joe Biden's a complete idiot. Let me tell you right now, he's stupid. Can't stand that man. Yeah. Well, it's it's worse than him being stupid. Um, like I've said on previous shows, I don't think it's just that he's a clumsy fool that makes really retarded decisions for our country. A lot of this, I think, is intentional. Like, like, um, like... Like when I was locked under that guardianship, a lot of the decisions that were made on my behalf by my first guardian were clearly made to benefit himself and not me, right? And so if you look at the decisions that Joe Biden's been making on our, on our country's behalf, because he's supposed to be making decisions on our country's behalf, what's in our country's best interest. If you look at his decisions, you would clearly see that his decisions are made against what's in America's best interest. Right. And, and that's fairly consistent across the board. And not only does he do that when the, when the opportunities arise for him to make decisions, but he also seems to be really good at building these catastrophes in which America winds up paying really big, like what he did in Afghanistan a year ago, when, when he left all, our, all those Americans behind, right? And, and what he did, not only the cost to American citizens on the ground there, but but the cost to our allies too, right? It, it's like he is intentionally doing things to cripple our country on all at all levels, right? And, and there's there's innocent American lives getting caught in the crossfire. You know, it, it's over over my lifetime, I've seen my country do some pretty stupid stuff, right? But the stupid stuff that this president has been doing, they've been, the, his accidents and his mistakes that have been going on have been so inept. They're like astronomical. And the, the chances that one president could be so completely inept to do everything ass backwards and wrong to, to hurt Americans at all levels, like I said, for, for, from, from what happened a year ago with Americans getting... Uh, stranded and abandoned in Afghanistan, right? To what's going on with our, with this out of control inflation and, and all the other stuff that's going on. And now we have another freaking disease. And, and now they're going to start telling us other things. Mm -hmm. There'll be more, 
more protocols coming down the line, right? More, more rules and regulations coming down the line from this, this WHO, this World Health Organization, the ones who oh, misled no. us in the first place with the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. What disease guys, is it? It's, it's monkeypox. Monkeypox, yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. Uh, they were yeah. talking about um, how the uh, WHO doesn't have like any like did not have any control uh, you know in the past and how they're going to control it now it's like you know so monkey box could be another pandemic y'all are saying but listen you guys i don't want to get a bunch of fear drummed about about monkey pox because i don't think people should panic and freak out about this because there's a very distinct possibility that our government is just making something up to scare all of us to get a, a whole bunch more people to run out and get another vaccine, right? Yeah. And, and, and cause us to, to just shut down our businesses once more when we're just now starting to recover. People need to start thinking with their own heads and their own hearts and stop listening to these stupid politicians. Yeah. Be, be, uh, because that's how okay. we're going to survive. I could tell I could I could tell you're pissed. I am so pissed too. I'm with you, girl. Yeah, and I'm I'm just trying to get my fourth book done, still busy steering. I really need to get this out there because it's it's really important. So I'm working on getting it done. Um hopefully I'll have it done by the end of the month. So Yeah, we need to start innovating. Yeah, and, and we, we need to start getting out there and working to rebuild and and clean up and 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 like refresh like like even if you even if you've lived a life that's maybe let's say you've lived a life of crime petty crime let's say it's petty crime you haven't really hurt anybody but you've you've been thinking about turning over a new leaf well why not do it now right you know, mm-hmm. today is the first day of the rest of your life. So no matter what you've been thinking about doing to make your life better or make yourself a better person, today's a, not a good day to start, right? Because when we, as we're improving ourselves and our own situations, we'll be improving, like I've been saying on my previous videos here recently, we'll be improving the situation of our, our neighborhood and then our, our community and our town and our county and our state and you know it'll just go on out from there it'll spread right just like the way god spreads right it's all the same it all spreads the same way right so right so please today think about your intention and what intention you're doing things with right because if you if you go out and do these sorts of things with the right intention but like i'm telling mm-hmm. you the influence will multiply and and you'll see great Great, great uh, benefits from what you're doing. Um, do you guys understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and listen, like I've never been one to, to who likes to just sit around and complain and not do anything about what I'm complaining about, right? Like, like I at one point in my life, I had a lot of problems that I needed to take care of, and everybody around me, yeah, they were sitting around complaining about my my life, what had happened to me. But I knew somebody had to put the pieces back together and start rebuilding. And so I got Thank busy you. doing it while everybody was sitting around complaining. And that's just what I'm trying to get across to my countrymen here in America, right? Yeah, maybe we've been through hell the last few years, and maybe we've been beat up. 
maybe we've been chewed up and spit out, you know, the other side and, and maybe we've got a lot to recover from, but the sooner we start rebuilding and, you know, the sooner we climb out and start stretching and, and getting back to our lives, the, the sooner we're going to recover and become the strong, productive, innovative, um, smart Americans. I know we are the Americans who, who've been the world leaders in the past, right? You guys, Americans you guys, always right. been a world leader. I'm, I'm sad. What? I want to go back to 2018, 2017, and 2019 when everything was so good. We were the best, and look how we are now. Taylor, it's okay, buddy. Well, so listen, you know why we were so good in those years? Because we had a because we had a president who believed in yes. America. And, and he was doing things to to make, you know, to open doors for right. Americans. Americans of all economic levels, of all uh, economic situations. Of, of all racial situations, you know, racial backgrounds, of all religious backgrounds, of all uh, uh, sexual orientation, everybody was doing well under President Trump. Like, yes. listen to me, I'm blind, so I have a lot of blind friends, and I have friends with other disabilities too. And when President Trump was in office, we were all doing better, right? My sister yes. is my sister is gay. I have other, like, I have several other friends who are gay too, right? And when President Trump was in office, they were doing well. Things were going right for them, right? Right. And and, and during the quarantine, I, I had a black man living with me, right? And he told me, he said to me, he said, Becca, when President Trump was in office, he said, all my cousins were getting jobs. He said that things were getting better for all my all my people back in Chicago. And, and, you know, and I've talked to a lot of my other African friends and they're all saying the same things, right? Right. And so these these lies that the media has told us, we need to not remember the lies. When President Trump runs again in 2024, we need to vote for that man because he will help us pull out of this and turn this around. Just like he did when he went into, came into office in 2016. Remember how quickly... He got things, uh, you know, pumping at at full throttle here in America, and and things were getting better for everybody. I remember, I remember my blind friends; they were opening up small businesses. My African friends, things were going well for them. My gay friends, right? I and and in the blind community, we have people of all of all races in the blind community, of all sexual orientations in the blind community, of all religions in the blind community. And so when I tell you that I know what I'm talking about, I know what I'm talking about because I go to NFB meetings. I go to, to NFB conventions, right? I listen to the presidential release each month. I'm involved. I know what's going on across our, our community, right? And so I hear when things are getting better for people, right? And, and things were definitely getting better for people when President Trump was in office. And things are not getting better for people now. No, no, and but and I've heard that Democrats are going to try and stop President Trump from running. I get the Newsmax text alerts. I hope that's mm-hmm. not the case. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I heard something about that too. I need to get signed up for Newsmax. I still yeah. haven't now, done that. Now, Becca, I want to ask you this: um, 
I know you like the NFB and I like them too, but uh, there are, um, uh, I don't know if you agree with, agree with me, they are like, left, they are left on certain sides in a lot of um, in certain ways. Yeah. 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 The NFB does lean left in a lot of areas. Um, yeah. Um, and, and a lot of that, like the, the NFB is a strong arm group, right? Like as a member of the blind community, I've been, I've, I have friends, you know, who are members of the ACB and, 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 and I have friends all over the country because in my time I've traveled to other states to go to their state NFB conventions just to mm -hmm. make other blind friends over the years. Right. right. And so I have friends everywhere. And during this time, um, I've seen like our, our community is so diverse. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so I'm telling you, I know what I'm talking about because everybody, everybody was doing better under president Trump. And you know what yeah. I see when I listen now to my friends, to, to my family, to my neighbors, to, to the people around me, I, I don't hear them talking about the successes in their life and, and the great things that are going on in their small businesses and stuff like what was going on when president Trump was in office. Now, now they're losing their businesses. Now, right. now so, so they can't afford to open their doors because they can't afford all the costs because of the outrageous um, inflation that's going on. Right. And, and there's also still a shortage of, I mean, there's still, a, I think a backlog on, on um, some products. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and it's just ridiculous that Joe Biden allowed all of this to get to this point. This never would have happened under President Trump because a responsible manager doesn't let everything go to hell and then say, does anybody have a broom? You know, to clean it up, to clean up the mm -hmm. mess, right? A, a responsible manager is cleaning up as they go along and and fixing things to tighten the hatches so there aren't leaks if a storm comes and 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 so that the roof doesn't blow off and and stuff like that and, and they're making sure that the freezer is stocked with food and the cupboard is stocked with canned goods and and that there's water a water supply in the house right so i mean do you guys understand what i'm talking about oh yeah yeah like the difference mm -hmm. here I, i'm talking in yeah I'm, I'm talking like allegorically and figuratively mm -hmm. and stuff right but i'm just trying to talk to you guys about the big difference about who's in the white house right now right now and who was in the white house you know a year and a half two years ago right but, and and i want to make sure that i want to make sure that come 2024 when we're back voting for the next president that people remember what life under joe biden feels like when the Democrats come along and say, oh, well, President Trump doesn't talk very nice. Why would you want to vote for him? Right? Because right. remember, one of their biggest criticisms was his tweets, right? They criticized President Trump for what he was tweeting because they didn't like the way President Trump expressed himself because he didn't express himself like an elitist. He expressed himself like a regular Joe, like you and me. 
And, and I, I really understand what President Trump has been dealing with and how frustrating that is because when I was dealing with all that bullshit I dealt with up in Montana for 15 years, I was dealing with lawyers and, and neuropsychologists and case managers, all of whom had college educations. And I barely graduated from high school, right? So it certainly wasn't a level playing field. But these guys were shoveling so much shit at me, and I dodged so much, so much lies and shit all the time. I had to figure out how to focus the court's eyes on what was really going on, because the court couldn't see the truth amid all the bullshit that those lawyers and bankers were shoveling into my life and the courtroom all the time, right? And mm -hmm. so what I did was, like I and I've said this on previous videos, I. I realized what I had to do, and this is what I did. I focused the court's attention on the fact that my constitutional rights were being violated, period. Right. Because the Constitution mm -hmm. is supreme law in our country. At least it is right now, which is why we need to insist that that this administration stops, stops chewing away at the integrity of our Constitution. We have to all... We all have to go online and download a copy of the Constitution today and read at least the first 10 amendments because that's the Bill of Rights. That tells you what your protections are. It tells you what the government can and can't do to you, right? It tells you what your rights are. And if you go look, you'll see all of the stuff that this, this administration has been doing that violates our rights. And that is how we can get out of this. That's how I got out of my my freaking legal nightmare that the lawyers had me trapped, you know, locked up in. And these Democrats think they've got us locked up in this this thing too, and they don't think we know how to get out of it, but that's how we're gonna get out of it, you guys. By believing in ourselves, by reading our constitution, by standing on those principles and being the strong, responsible people that we've always been. We're gonna go to work and work hard to rebuild our country and make this country the 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 um Shining light for the be the shining beacon for the whole world. It's always been right, right. Because you see, Trump has said, uh, "quote When I was in office, we were respected again. Now, our now the whole world is laughing at us." Yeah, I lost my earbud, guys. I'm looking for it. Uh -uh. Can you guys hear me? <clears throat> Can you guys hear me? Hello? Yep. Okay, I'm just going to try to do this with one earbud since I don't know where my other one is. I don't want to pull my, scoot my chair forward, though. I don't want to break it. Just let me feel it. My desk. Here, I'm going to get down on the floor on my hands and knees. Bear with me for a moment, okay, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Sailor and Tamar, please entertain our viewers while I look for my earbud. Talk to them. Tamar, how have you been? Oh, very good. How about you? I've been good. I've been working on my project. It's been great. So uh, what does your project consist of? I'm building my podcasting business. Uh, okay. Uh, so uh, what have you done... Uh, uh what does like your podcast uh talk about it's called hope without sight it is it's gonna be featuring people 
overcome significant challenges in their lives. And Becca happens to be one of them. She was on episode two of my podcast and my podcast is going to hopefully launch by mid-September or if not, maybe even sooner. Oh, that's awesome. I don't know where my freaking earbud is. Um, yeah. So are you going to have it like weekly or? Uh, weekly, yeah. Like uh, after I after I get off here, I'm going to a good friend's house and I'm going to have her on my podcast. Alexa, what time is it? Alexa, okay, what awesome. time is it? Alexa, what time is it? It's one thirty back. Okay, guys. You want to end the show? Hold on. Let me sit down so I can end it facing the camera. I couldn't find my other earbud. Can you guys hear me okay, though? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about before I end the show? Um, Becca, can I talk about your book, Changing My Perspective? Oh, sure. We can talk about that, Sailor. What would you like to say about it? It was a good book. Um, I'm so sorry that, you know, in that book, you you had a, you had kind of like a, a flare up with one of your sons, Wang, like basically EQ was being disrespectful in the house. And uh, what I got out of it is that your son, Wang, he was trying to, you know, defend all of you. And basically instead he, he punched you. Okay. You, I mean, you guys, was, so you, you felt like, like Wayne was trying to defend us? Well, well no, I didn't feel, I kind of got, that's what I got. Like Wayne, Wayne was getting, Wayne was getting upset that EQ was, you know, messing around with y'all, right? That he, that yeah, he was getting upset that EQ was monopolizing his mother's time, you think? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That is and, a distinct possibility. Yeah, I mean, I'm so sorry that that happened. And I mean, not only that, you Wayne know, was being. Yeah, Sailor. So the, ladies and gentlemen, the incident that Sailor's talking about is something that happened in, that I that happened in my life that I wrote about in my second book, Changing My Perspective, because that's the book he just read. And, um, but what I wanted to say about that incident, Sailor, is yes, it was a very, painful and traumatic experience for me and my whole family and my friends, of course. Um, but I wrote about it. I mean, I wrote about it and my feelings and my thoughts about, you know, the reason you, the reason you found it so moving is because I was able to write about my thoughts and feelings, you know, yeah. through the whole thing in such a way that you really felt part of it. Right. 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 Mm -hmm. And, but, um, also, you met Wayne. Like, there was another incident after that where uh, Wayne was like being disrespectful to one of the dogs, and uh -huh. finally, finally, uh, you off. I think you offered him to have a psychological evaluation, which he refused. Mm -hmm. Or if mm -hmm. not, you send him back to Montana with his dad. So that's what you did. Okay, so Sailor, don't give away all the details of changing my perspective. But <laughs> did you enjoy it? And would you recommend that our viewers check out my second book, Changing My Perspective? Absolutely, yes. I, I would recommend it. But, I mean, okay. I mean, because me, I would never, 
what you went through with your son, Wayne, I would never want to go through that with my immediate family. It's awful, you know. Yeah, but if you remember, when I discussed the situation with Wayne in the book, I made reference mm -hmm. to the fact that that my mother had punched me in the very same eye when I was right. Born, yeah, right. So, and I'm trying to help my readers understand that. Yes, this was really traumatic when it happened, and it was a big shock, right? But but many families go through things like this, things mm -hmm. exactly like this, or things similar to this, or things much more traumatic than this, right? Oh yeah, and so. It's which is why I wrote about what I actually experienced, right? Because I, it was like I said, it was so painful to go through. But but the yeah. only way that that pain will be justified, or the only way that pain will be will be like reckoned for, will, will be is by other people learning about it or learning from it through my writing about it, right? Exactly. And. Mm. And like my writings, I mean, my first book wasn't written very good, right? But with every one of my books, I have tried to to give my readers information that is honest and truthful and helpful and 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 enriching and complete, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And 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 I try to give them good and always at the end of my book too. I always give them like a reference of where to get access to all of the things I talked about in the book, right? Like yep, in yep. my first book, um, well, Sayla, I'm sure you read it when you read Because You're Blind, because I know you read my, Because You're Blind, my first book recently too. And in yes. Because You're Blind, I give details on how to get a hold of the NFB because they, that I mean, in that book was when I met the NFB, right? And yeah. in in that book, I also give information on how to find the Community Bridges Program, which I talked about in that book. Now, the Community Bridges Program, that particular program is no longer in existence, but there are many similar programs like that out there across our country. And I'll talk about that on a later episode sometime. Um, and our viewers can learn more about what I'm talking about if they want to go check out Because You're Blind, my first book, or my second book, Changing My Perspective, or the book I just released, Metamorphosis, a short story collection by Rebecca Meadows. Okay. And I was mm -hmm. on to release my next one. So stay tuned, guys. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, Sila, I'm really glad that you're reading my books. I'm glad that you're enjoying I, them. I finished off reading them. I'm, I finished them all. Yeah. So did you go up and write me a review about, a review about each one then, Sailor? On all of them. Yeah. You should see the review for all of them. Thank yeah. you very much. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk to you guys about being an author, right? As an author, I want to be successful and I measure success by the quality of the quality of the work I'm putting out there, right? How good is my writing and how good is the information I'm putting out there, right? Um, but many people measure success by how many book sales you've had and stuff, right? And so I wanted to talk to you guys about these things because a lot of people say to me, well, how many book sales have you had? And because I honestly don't know, but because I know that I haven't had like 50,000, I don't throw a number out there. I just say, well, I don't know. And because I can't say how many I've sold, they just dismiss me out of hand that, oh, well, your work must not be worth reading then, right? Um, 
But every time I've challenged somebody to go read my work, after all, they always come back to me and say, thank you, because I really enjoyed reading it, right? And then I say, thank you. Now, will you go pass that on to your friends or family and tell, you know, po post information on your social media about it, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, um, So, Tamara, have you read, did you read Metamorphosis yet? I have. I finished okay. it. Yep. No, did you? Did you but read, I haven't, uh, I haven't uh, wrote a review yet. Um, okay. I have to go see where I have to do that. Yeah, it's up on Amazon somewhere. Okay. Um, but Tamara, Gino mm -hmm. can also send you a complimentary download of the Audible of my second and first book, too, when you're ready, okay? If you'd like to read them. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. So just let us know when you're ready. I'm ready. Okay, cool. Great. Do you have uh, Audible now, Tamar? Because I know last I time I asked you, you didn't have it set up. No, I do. I do now. Oh, okay, great. Well, now. I'll get you uh, promo codes for all three of the books. Awesome. Okay, great. And ladies and gentlemen, if you would like a complimentary download of, I'm only giving them away to my viewers complimentary downloads of my most recent book metamorphosis right but if you would like a complimentary download of the audible version and i think we also have some free mm -hmm. kindle versions um just please email me at info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com and put in the subject line i don't know um put um complimentary or you can put free because it's easier and it's shorter free download of and just put which book would you like uh, metamorphosis um and i don't think we have any audibles of my first two books left um but we could probably send you an ebook of those of my first two books and for free and your um your talking program should read those to you if you are you know like me dependent on a screen reader um anyway that's great, Tamara, that, that you're reading them. Yeah, it's it's so wonderful. Uh, I love the uh, that voice on, um, uh, I forgot the name of the... Uh, on Metamorphosis? Correct. Yeah, that's Linda Nelson. She's awesome, isn't Linda, she? Yeah, so oh, I know. I love, like, the, uh, the voice infliction. It's so wonderful. Yes, and let me tell you, so <laughs> my my book that I'm working on right now, um, Still Busy Steering, mm -hmm. I really <laughs> I really need to spend more time on the manuscript, but I'm still hoping to have it done around the end of this month. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm going to see if I can, if Linda's available to record it for Audible as well, right? Okay. I absolutely yep. love Linda's voice. She's got a fabulous voice. She's got great yep. intonation. Great, I know. She puts great feeling into her reading, and mm -hmm. yeah, and I really felt like, like, um, ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time, she mm -hmm. definitely put the the emotion into her reading. I know. That I wanted. That, that's what I love about her, um, like you know, tone of voice about yeah, basically the whole experience. Yeah, and that's another reason I want to get her to read my next book, too, because three of the short stories in this next book are sequels to three of the short stories in mm -hmm. Metamorphosis that she just read. And because yep. she read, like, she read Penny's 
the first part of Penny's story in Metamorphosis, and she read the first yes. part of Beth's story in Metamorphosis, and mm -hmm. she read the first part of Gretchen Stone's story in Metamorphosis. But yep. if she reads the second part of their stories in my next book that I'm working on, mm -hmm. you know, well, as a as a blind person, I'm sure like when you listen to read Audible books and NLS books, mm -hmm. don't you like it when the same person reads the series? I know I always do. Oh yeah. What? yeah. Yeah, like, so I, I listened to uh, the Left Behind series um, when I was married to my husband. And let's see, I think I started listening to those around 1999, 2000. And so they're they're quite old. Like, like I said, they start coming out around 2000. And then I think it was like every year they, the author came out with another book in the Left Behind series. Um, but I remember listening to the Audible version of those books you know i don't even remember if it's audible i think i was getting them on cd back then from mm -hmm. from tyndale i think it's actually what it was i think it was a tyndale audio on cd is what i was buying them right from the store and I and i remember how gripping how absolutely gripping the left behind series was on audio so if you haven't listened to the Left Behind series by, it's a, it was written by Tim LaHaye and Jerry B. Jenkins. At least the first few books were written by them. I believe Jerry um, dropped out of the series later on. And after that, it seemed like Tim LaHaye had different, a few different authors work on the final books mm -hmm. with him in the series, but it was a really gripping, gripping series. And like I said, the, the narration in, so there were a, actually there were a few narrators over the years in that series. I did listen to the entire series, and I listened to both. There were like at least two different series that came, two different like um, um, branch off series that came out of out of the Left Behind series because mm -hmm. um, I don't remember. But I bought all of them, like all of them on CD, right? when they came out, because mm -hmm. like back then I was a stay-at-home mom and I was bored out of my mind, right? So when, when my, yeah. and I had two sons over time, right? So when my first son was a baby, he'd be napping. So I'd plug into an audio book, right? And, and there's mm -hmm. like a lot of times being a, a stay-at-home mom when I have an audio book playing, right? I rarely listened to, I rarely had the TV playing when I was a, a house mom or a housewife and a mom, right? Because I really preferred reading so i listened to audiobooks all the time and let me tell you like i said the, the, they had a few different narrators narrate the left behind series and oh the one who did um nikolai carpathia like the first the first book that nikolai carpathia was in and i don't remember what that one was called but the reader in that book oh he made it come alive for me the way he he mm -hmm. read nikolai nikolai carpathia's lines and and stuff right because it really helped me put myself there and as a oh, yeah. blind person you know listening to audiobooks it's really exciting i really oh, yeah. prefer listening to audiobooks to watching tv even i even prefer audiobooks oh, same to, here. Same here. to mm -hmm. um audio described movies honestly mm -hmm. Becca, do you, do you use bring... braille that much or no what do you use braille that much or no I use Braille screen input on my iPhone and my iPad all the time. Um, and I have in the past used Braille to mark stuff around my house. Me too. Uh, but yep. most of those things have peeled off. I need to renew those if I'm going to 
use them. But the thing is, like, they're on my appliances that I really don't use anymore. Like, I don't use my microwave. I haven't used my microwave, gosh, in years. Like, like it gets used once in a blue moon for warming up a cup of water, right? Or, yeah. or a cup of coffee that got forgotten on the counter, right? And so... So I really haven't found much of a use for Braille in my life, but I also haven't gone to college yet. And I know if I ever get to college as a blind person, I'm going to need better Braille skills. So, but, but honestly, I've been thinking about, you know, I was planning on going back and talking to Voc Rehab about getting back into training to get my Braille skills better so that I could go to college because I really want to go to college, right? But it occurred to me recently, why the hell am I going to go bother Vogue Rehab at this point? Because with what I'm learning about the stem cell stuff, I'm probably right around the corner from getting my vision back. So at this point, it makes more sense to me not to bother Vogue Rehab about helping me get retrained to, or help me finish my training to help me be a successful blind person on the job. But when I get my vision back, you know what I want to do? What I wanted to do forever, but I haven't been able to do because my braille skills aren't good enough to go to college, is I wanted to go to college and become a voc rehab counselor so I can teach my blind peers who want to go to work all the things I've learned about right. adversity and and how to uh, how to make yep. stuff accessible for yourself mm-hmm. and how to advocate for yourself. You know, in school, in the on the job, um, in all areas, yeah. right? And, yeah. And so, I just I really want to to talk about that to my friends and stuff, right, and help them with these things. So, so honestly, you know, I've been doing my YouTube channel for about I think three years now, right? And I've been writing books for much longer than that, and all of it's been towards advocating. For, for other blind people and for myself and about educating other blind people, right? But mm-hmm. but when I get my vision back, which like I said, I fully plan on doing because I really believe that's what's about to happen here. Um, I'll, and like I said, I want to go to college, right? I wanted to yeah. go to college since, I, since the day I graduated from high school and I couldn't back then. Well, once I get my vision back, college will be easy peasy. So my plan... Mm-hmm. Well, I, I definitely want to take writing courses and public speaking courses while I'm in college. But mm-hmm. my main focus, I plan on my uh, major being vocational rehabilitation. Because, yeah, I, I when I first opened my company, I started thinking, huh, maybe I could tie in some voc rehabilitation into my projects at some point, right? But I was planning yeah. on doing that as a blind person. But, but once I get my vision back, I'll just like go to college and then I won't have to worry about the other stuff. Right. And I'll just continue all of my advocacy work that I've been doing, you know, with the heart of a true, uh, with the true heart, the heart of a true blind person. Right. Cause I've been blind for 33 years. Right. Yeah. My heart, my heart beats like a blind person. My brain thinks like a blind person. Like when I wake up in the morning, I don't, see with my eyes first i see with my hands first right everything mm-hmm. i do is with my my non-visual skills first my my vision Correct. is an afterthought for me these days right yeah and because because i i feel like i've been able to well as all blind people once you've been blind for a while you start i mean it becomes your body you learn it right 
it's part of the natural um, adjustment process. When, when anything happens in a, a living creature's life, they, it goes through adjustment process, right? Well, so um, anyway, part of that process is, um, is being able to um, also share the same techniques that you've learned with other people, right? And that's what I've already been trying to do through my writing and speaking. But as a voc rehab counselor, I could tie it all in. And I would also have the backing of what these voc rehab counselors have behind them. So I could really, not only could I help encourage Alexa, stop. Okay, I have to go, guys, in 10 Me too. minutes, okay? Because I have to go get my kids from school soon. So um, anyway... Honestly, I think we better just wrap this up, okay? Because, yeah, I have to get ready to go get my son from school. And after that, when I get home, I'm going to get back to my writing. But do you guys have anything else you want to say before I wrap up the show? Um, it's always a pleasure to be on your show every week. Look forward to every week. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, uh, I just want to say that I really uh, enjoy uh, getting on the podcast every week and uh, just you know speak about um the different um topics and uh it's been very enjoying uh, enjoyable thank you so much for joining us today on becca's world please like share and and hit the subscribe button and please go up to our youtube channel and check out like if you click on the store link you can check out our becca's world memorabilia we've got Hats, coffee mugs. I think we've got bumper stickers. If we don't, I'm going to talk to Gene about getting bumper stickers. I love bumper stickers. Um, anyway, but we got all kinds of fun stuff up there that you can um, buy to help us promote Becca's World. Um, anyway, please like, share, and hit the subscribe button. Peace out, y'all. That's a wrap. Bye, hey, guys. Thank you for watching Becca's World. Please like.